0: Let's talk a little bit this morning about uh, spiritual warfare. My title is This Present Darkness, Spiritual Warfare. We've talked about spiritual warfare before, and that is it's not some hokey game. Uh, Sometimes uh, I've heard believers in the past talk about spiritual warfare in just a real weird and strange way. Uh, But it is a a real uh, war that we are in. Uh, that is with the cosmic powers, and uh, we 'll talk a little bit more about that in a mi- in a moment. I hope it's it 's fully explanatory um, so we 're going to deal with that, <clears throat> but I was thinking about uh, the offering time also, uh, and I wanted to say a few words about that even before I get further into spiritual warfare. Offering time is a time of worship, you know sometimes in some places we don 't uh, gripe i don 't say things negative things about various uh, churches, the way they handle the offering. But we don't do it in a corner, in a secret place, because it's worship. And we want you to worship God with your giving. That's why we do that. And we give you instructions, because it is a time of worship, where you have taken from what God has blessed you with, and you are giving back to him. I think the psalmist says, All things come of thee, O Lord. And of thine own have we given thee. And so we give God back. It's a time of worship, and it's a beautiful time. And uh, please take part in that. Now, back to spiritual warfare. Oftentimes, uh, believers uh, will say things like, I'm under attack, as though there's a surprise that it just happened. You know, I'm under attack. You know, we're always under attack. It always. The enemy is relentlessly coming against us. Sometimes you're more at the front of the battle than you were before, but we're always in the battle. And the enemy is always trying to hurt us, to destroy us in some way. He is very evil, but that's not news for you. So when we think about spiritual warfare, I, 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 I've sensed that recently. I sensed that Things have been ratcheted up against the church, against all believers. And there will be many who will be running for refuge to the house of God because the enemy is is in a tailspin, as it were, and he seems to be very, very vicious trying to hurt us in every way. But the Lord is with us, and this is what we, we must always carry into our understanding of spiritual warfare. Uh, we are always under attack. Remember that. So don't think that it's some strange thing has happened to you because this is normal for our life. Um, in uh, Peter, 1 Peter, chapter 5, uh, verses 5 through 9, uh, I ask myself, why, why are these things going on? I, so I need to know Why? The scripture gives us some understanding, and I wanted to read verse 5 before we go beyond verse 5 to get into uh, verse 8. Verse 5 says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So God resists proud people, and sometimes we can be so proud in our knowledge of God. We are so proud because we think, oh, when I prayed, these things happened. Well, it could very well have been when you prayed, or it could have been when somebody else prayed, and it could have been when we all prayed. So it, it's not just so much that we are that person of prayer, when we were praying for the young lady in Pakistan, and the Lord gave me a word, I was on my knees when the phone, uh, my phone, rang, my cell, and I did, I said, "Should I answer Answer this thing, Lord, or should I not?" It didn't ring; it buzzed because I had it on silent, and, and and I felt the Holy Spirit said, "Answer," and I did, and there it was, a brother from Pakistan, and he said, and it wrote. He wrote, uh, "This girl, Sherelle, young woman, uh, was in a car accident." And has been in a coma. And she has, she can't wake up. And, and, I, and I said, okay. And I heard within my, soul, in my spirit. I heard within my spirit. She will get better. And I thought, hmm, I better not say that. <laughs> I'm on my knees. But I don't want to lie on God. I better not. And I, I sensed the Holy Spirit very powerfully saying, you're praying. And you're doing everything else I tell you to do. Trust that inner voice. And I said, she wrote, she will get better, just like I heard it. And, of course, y- yesterday there were little, little uh, praying hands on, on my uh, text messenger. Uh, little praying hands. She's out of a coma. And here she is sitting up with a V for victory. <clears throat> we can be bold when we are obeying the Lord. We can say what Jesus is saying to us. We can say, do what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And if you're going to be a formidable warrior, that is formidable as I would always say, you can be a formidable warrior by hearing, trusting, and obeying. And so he gives grace. So you must be humble in your praying. Not doubtful, but humble. Verse 6 says, therefore, since God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, gives his favor to the humble, He says, therefore, humble yourselves. So there, there is a humbling of oneself before God humbles us. So humble yourself, he says, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So this is what I believe the church is. This is the one place the church is. We told you in 2019, I believe it was December 2019, that the, that the following time uh, would be a time of reset and revealing. We're still there. We're still there. God is revealing things that just, I don't want—I wanted to, want to say—blows my mind, but it does overwhelm me. You know, to, to see God doing these things, He tells you what He's going to do, and then He does them. I do know that there are believers say, "Well, I always believe with God." Well, there's going to come a time where you're going to be in doubt, or if we keep the arrogance up, we're going to fail and hurt people. But there, but God is just so amazing in that He is re- showing us who is among us and who we are. He is showing us where we lack, and He's showing us where we do well. So understand and believe what God is doing in you in you, and for you. He says, he says here, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that, why, so that he may exalt you in due time. So it's, every day is not so much for you to shine. It's time for some others to shine. I love it when, when ministers come to this podium and they do well. They do well. I'm smiling. I've been smiling behind my mask, but I smile. Without it today, I smile. I'm so happy. Oh, I'm so grateful, the Lord, that they did that. I'm so grateful that they sang that song and they hid it. I'm so grateful that they had a word from the Lord, he says, because he will exalt you also in due time. This is God's... And then he tells us how to comport ourselves in this spiritual warfare, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So then you give him all of yourself, give him all of your life. You don't want to go down, uh, uh, you know, like Dirty Harry, you know, in the old movies. Dirty, was the Dirty Harry? The Clint Eastwood? Y'all act like you don't watch movies. You want me to think you don't watch movies. You know, y'all watch those old movies. You know, you don't want to go down like Dirty Harry with a long deal about that long. You know, no, no, no. He says, he says casting your care upon him because he cares for you. So then you give your life and, and all that God has given you into his hands as you, as you be, uh, are enjoined in spiritual warfare, as you are actually warring. Don't ever take the cocky position. That you are sure to fail when you take the cocky position. I do know I have confidence in God. So when I tell you about some of my conversations with God, don't ever believe, oh, oh DGL doesn't have faith. DGL doesn't have confidence in God. I have confidence in God, but it's not arrogance. Are you with me? Are, are you with me? You've got to be with me. And then he tells us how to continue to comport uh, ourselves during spiritual warfare. Be sober. You know, and, and one, one part of my sobriety is I'm a human, and I could be wrong about some things. There are, there are times when one of you will say something to me, and I go, thank you, Jesus. It gave me greater clarity. It doesn't mean I didn't have, I wasn't clear thinking, but it means I had greater clarity. If I can see a mile down the road, you helped me to see a mile and a quarter, I want to thank you. But just because you helped that quarter of a mile, don't think that you, that you helped me see the, the, the mile and a quarter. You can't think more highly of yourself than you ought. And so he tells us to be sober, to always be sober, knowing that God is for you, knowing that God is with you. Be sober about it and be vigilant. So you want to be aware and you want to be very, very vigilant. You don't want to ever be cavalier, you know, taking God for granted and and you are the dirty Harry, the hero in the movie. No, that's not right. Don't be like that. The most successful people in dealing with demonic powers are the most humble people. The most successful are those who who don't have their little shingle out, I'm a caster out of demons, you know. No, no. And those who are always talking about the devil, the devil, they're not usually very effective. Be sober, be vigilant. Why am I to comport myself soberly and vigilantly? Why am I doing that? This is why, because your adversary, you have an adversary. is Satan, Satanus, you know, Satan. He said, you have an adversary. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. And I know we say like a roaring lion, and then we want to go quickly to the fact that Jesus has defanged him. You know, I, that is true. Jesus has defanged him, but he still can gum you pretty hard. So your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. What are you to do? Resist him steadfast in the faith. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Hold your faith in Jesus. And, and listen, when you have an issue, you can call for the, for the pastor. You can call for the elders of the church. That is your prerogative. That's your privilege. You can do that. But you can also resist him. Yeah. You resist him steadfast in the faith. Listen, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So, so Peter says that you know that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. And one good thing is whatever you're going through, you know you're going to go through it. So spiritual warfare is not just offensive. It is also standing your ground, being steadfast, what, in the faith. It, what is my faith? My faith is in Jesus Christ. I am steadfast in the faith, all right, steadfast in faith. In the faith, the faith of Jesus, not some nebulous idea of faith. That when I say nebulous, it's like cloudy, in the clouds, you know, when your head is in the cloud, you're all woozy. No, I am steadfast in the faith. Jesus Christ loved me enough to, to die for me, save me from what I could not be saved from. There was no help in the world. Jesus saved me from that. Now, Jesus didn't save me to lose me. Amen. Amen. That's what that, You have to ex- experience that, understand that. And so let's look at what it is. I don't want you to be afraid. As a young kid, I, I, my brother Elliot was, uh, t- was telling you uh, uh, maybe last week um, that when he was a kid, he was afraid of the dark. Well, we, we grew up outside of town, about nine miles, in a little community, but the community did not have street lights. Did anybody ever grew up without street lights, I, like, other than me? A few of us, just a handful. Oh, so y'all may not get this analogy. It was dark in the country. Oh, my goodness. It was dark. You could, sometimes you couldn't see your hand in front of you. And the flashlights were not good flashlights like we have today. Or just pull out your cell phone and hit that little thing. And you got light. Let there be light, right? But in the country, it was so dark and dark. And so I, oftentimes we were afraid because the people who weren't afraid of the, of the dark told us ghost stories. And so we were afraid. So what I'm saying here today is I would like for you to know that he has not dropped you off. He has not left you to the powers of darkness. But everything that Jesus allows for us, he allows for training. You and I are being trained to reign with him forever and ever. And these things that we're dealing with, we're we're not going to be dealing with them in this light forever and ever. We're not going to be, but there are, these things are excellent for training. Let's look further at Ephesians chapter 6. And I want to go over this somewhat hurriedly because we have shared it before um, in, the, in our last message on spiritual warfare. Our fight is against superhuman powers. They're against superhuman powers. I don't mean human beings who are souped up. I'm saying those people, those beings who are superhuman, above human. Now, it's one thing. You can find some f- very formidable foes in flesh. I mean, some tough people. Uh, I remember a while back, um, this uh, former heavyweight champion of the world, a boxer, was uh, worshiping with us. And um, so when, when uh, my, I, my son Marcus said, Dad, Dad, there's Oliver, Oliver, Oliver McCall over there. I thought, he said, you know the guy, and he explains, ah, oh, that guy, yes. So uh, we eventually talked to him, and all of you have had some interaction with him. So we, we, of course, we were under the COVID protocols, and we had on our mask. I had on my mask, and we were always doing the fist bump. And so one day I went to him, and I fist bumped him, and said, hey, it's so good to see you. Pop! And it went on, da, da, da. And uh, he told me one day, he said, hey, hey, I felt something when you hit me. And, and uh, you know now, now, now you know you're a pastor. I, uh, Paul says, "I who am among you, I'm humble," but bar something kind of ah, yeah, just for a moment, yeah, just that easy. That yeah, he, he said, "I felt something." He said, "You, you've got something." Wow! <laughs> Don't let the devil fool you. Of course, our brother is not the devil. Don't let the devil fool you, all right? But our fight is against superhuman powers. So Paul tells us in verse 11, I want to start in 11, not 10. He says, Put on the whole armor of God. You know why? We're in a war. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, what? To stand against the schemes of the devil or withstand, all right? But but let's put on the whole arm of God that you're able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against, listen, the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so what what Paul is telling us, he's giving us a great understanding. He is saying, you are human but you are dealing with somebody who is superhuman. It's like you are human, but you're dealing with somebody from Krypton. Right? And so you know what he does. He can, what is it, outrun locomotives? Jump tall buildings with a single bound? Help me out. How else does that, does that go? You know, I know y'all watched Superman growing up. <laughs> I have an excuse, I'm a little older. But I think he, he, he could outrun a locomotive. Faster than a speeding bullet. Now, don't tell me now. I got it. (laughs) Faster than a a speeding bullet. Jump tall buildings in a single bound. Well, that's how these superhuman (laughs) beings are. They're very formidable beings, and you cannot handle them by yourself. But through God, through Jesus Christ, you are more than a match. That's why the Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? The Bible tells us these things, not just so we'll get chills and goosebumps, but he wants you to know who you are in Christ, who you are in Christ. So there is no superhuman being that is more formidable than you because you now are, are the possession, you are the uh, house. Of the one who overcame everything. he over Jesus beat them all by himself. All of the hordes of superhuman, fallen angelic beings. He defeated them all by himself. And he defeated them at his weakest moment. Now please understand. And this is the one who lives in you. In his weakest moment. That is in death. Being nailed. Being beaten all night. Having to carry a heavy cross, hanging between heaven and earth, looking defeated, but overcoming all the cosmic enemies that you will ever have. Have confidence in God. Have confidence in Jesus Christ, knowing that that Jesus in you is greater than all of the forces of darkness. Know that. Walk in that. Be strong in that. He says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So you have to know what we have to do. So I'm going to look at verse 10 now. So this is my how. The how you do it uh, is you need the whole armor of God. As we said before, the armor of God is Christ. All of these are aspects of Christ. All these armor parts or body armor are aspects of Christ. He says, finally... Be strong in the Lord. Not just be strong because you said, I've walked down the aisle, I've I've shaken the the pastor's hand, I've, I've repeated the sinner's prayer, and I've read five scriptures, I'm ready. No. Your strength is in the Lord. You know, I say this because there are are novices who are always wanting to show how powerful they are, how strong they are. And I see that. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. But I'm saying that there are novices. You've not cast out demons, and you'll go to somebody that God has used to do that for maybe decades, and you'll try to school them. Be careful of that. Because it's okay if you were to do that to do that to me, but I'm just saying, it may be that you are overconfident, and your confidence is not in Christ, it's in yourself, so be careful about that. I've seen that, and there's, some, there's an example of, in the scriptures about the sons of, I guess we would say Siva, S-C-E-V-A, I used to call it Skeva, but Sceva, uh, his boy saw Paul um, casting out demons, and so his boy said, hey, they went to a demonic man and we cast out these demons in the name of, of Jesus who Paul preaches. You guys say, hey, I know Jesus. I, I know Paul. But who are you? <laughs> Remember that story? Yeah. So so we we are under this, this uh, ratcheted up attack by the enemy. He's attacking our health. He's attacking our loved ones. He's attacking our friends and mem- members of the body of Christ. It doesn't mean that if you get wounded, somehow you're weak and lack of faith. Sometimes the best of us get it. Sometimes in a, in a war, the, the bravest soldier gets shot. Are you with me? So, so let's be strong in the Lord. So he says, be strong in the strength of his might. So be strong in his dominion, his might, his power, and, and his ability. That's what Paul is saying. And he says, and having done all Take up, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. That, so he says, stand firm, stand, stand. How do we, how does the believer stand? Stand in true righteousness. Stand in the readiness of the gospel of peace. So the gospel is not this gospel of antagonism, this gospel of I told you off, I told you so. No, it's a gospel of peace. So you must stand in in truth. Stand in righteousness. Stand in the gospel of peace, the readiness of the gospel of peace. Stand in faith. Stand in the knowledge and the assurance of your salvation. So the helmet of salvation is saying that you stand in the knowledge and the assurance of your salvation. You see, some of us believe that, that you can be saved today and going to hell tomorrow. It's just not possible. It's not possible. And, I, and we can sit down and talk about it if you have that, an issue with my position. I, I, I don't ever say once saved, always saved. But I do say that Jesus is the author of eternal salvation. To all who obey him. Yes, and Paul tells us some people have an issue with obeying and they struggle with it. He said, they'll, but they will be saved by fire. Why? Because he is faithful to his own. That's the scripture. And, and you must stand having the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Have the readiness of the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So you, you have to pray at all times in the spirit so that means your prayer should be motivated by the Holy Spirit let your prayer be motivated by the spirit okay by the spirit and um, I will end with this to this end this is the result to that end keep alert with all perseverance it's keep alert with all perseverance that means you're willing and ready to go through whatever you have to go through So many, uh, so many of us want that easy road. I do too. But God has not given me an easy road. And neither has he given you one. So you've got to persevere. The enemy combatants are against you, but you persevere. When you pray, you're praying against these superhuman beings in the heavens who have, who have contested God's right to rule. And now God said, I'm going to let my children handle you. Somebody. The children are handling these beings. Oh, God could wipe them out say, I'm going to let my kids do it. Fortify them, fill them with my son, Jesus. They'll take care of you. Hallelujah, somebody. So pray with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, and I'm speaking of this personally for me. That words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. You are stronger than you think. I'm going to take my seat for a moment and and we're going to come now and, and serve you communion. And then we'll be back in a moment. Thank you.